You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. shorts i sound breathy and exhausted because i was literally doing fucking kicks in my room as i fucking moshed out to that fucking banger track by riff your pod how are you curtis you also look exhausted man i'm feeling good i'm feeling good buddy every time i hear that fucking song i get so jammed like that's just that's that's our fucking music you know like oh fuck yeah let's go which is why i Fucking start picking up change in the fucking in the room, but it fell through, me. His, fell through his closet door. I saw yeah, it. Exactly. My uh, my fucking my mosh stamina isn't what it once was. As I was a younger man. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Old old metalheads don't die; they just stand in the back. Uh, man, my band did uh, did I like uh, reunion show? Jesus B five plus years ago now, but it was like seven years after the band had finished. Look at these decades I'm talking about. So fucking long, so old. But I did it and everyone was like, how do you feel after that? And I'm like, like I've been in a fucking car wreck. (laughs) I laid around for two days. My neck was destroyed. My fucking spine was in shatters. It was brutal. Um, Brother, I got to tell you, this tipping, I know I've been like leading it the entire way, the G Wondering Contest. I'm about to flame out fucking hard because these picks I've got coming up, they're the, it's a fucking fever dream of a madman, some of the stuff that I've got picked here. <laughs> I think when I was doing it, I, I said I was overthinking it towards the end and I started like telling all these elaborate stories and I'm like, and this will be because he hasn't, you know, because Yoshihashi hasn't picked up many wins, this will be the time he defeats Will Ospreay. No, bitch. <laughs> That ain't going to happen. What's going to happen is you're going to lose the fucking tournament again. That's what's going to happen. So I'm well, caught. Let's, let's get into that in a second. Okay. But first, first we need to introduce ourselves to the to the listening audience. What's up, listeners? What up? My name's your good friend, Curtis Spears. That right there, that's your bad friend, Rafe Houston. What it is. And uh, we are the International Wrestling Grand Prix, the Kings of Pod style. Welcome to Okada Shorts, everybody. The Kings of Shorts. And, uh, that's right, the King of Shorts, New Japan Pro Wrestling <laughs> Podcasting. We, we that was ours, damn it. Yeah, whatever. Look, we'll, he we'll hasn't put out any merch. We, we can still do it. It's, <laughs> yeah, we'll be all right. We just need to get on it like right now. Yeah, that's um, not really our style, though, is it? No. <laughs> Procrastination. I can't draw more our style. Nah, exactly. It's my my best friend's a fucking my best friend's a tattoo artist. He can draw. My my wife's a tattoo artist. She can draw. Uh, I didn't even bother them. Get, <laughs> uh, what I need you to do is get get them onto it. I want to see the New Japan Lion, you know, logo, the one that says King of Sports. Mm-hmm. I want to see that. But instead of the lion, it's the shorts. 
and mm-hmm. it, and it says Okada shorts, King of shorts, King of Shorts, and then the shorts and the thing. Get him mm-hmm. on it. I love it. Yeah. I'll make her do it. It's yeah. my birthday coming up soon. I'll I'll make her do it. Yeah, exactly. Come on, let's go. Chop chop. Yeah, chop chop. Exactly. It's also my birthday coming up. So when's your birthday, goes? Eleventh uh, of September. Yeah. There you go. When's your birthday? Eighteenth uh, of October. Okay, so you got you got a bit of time left. Mm, a little bit of time. My wife's birthday is the seventh of September. All oh, right, on. Mm-hmm. So uh, she and I get football starting for our birthday, and then you get hockey starting for your birthday. So good for you. Mm. Yeah, I don't watch that's hockey. The way it works. So that's a shame, but I do like football, so that works out, right? Sweet. Anyway, we've already derailed the show, so mm, we don't really have usual. a lot to talk about, seeing as how we cover every episode of uh, or every every G one night in that, our in our things. That is true. Uh, in full transparency, uh, where we're up to in G wondering is that I am still due to drop my night fifteen review. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Haven't done it. Gonna do it today, but. It will be released before this episode. So, uh, ha ha. We've know. tricked you. Yeah, exactly. Time We're coming to you from the future. Yeah, exactly right. So, that will happen. Curtis has just dropped his night 14 review. I have not heard it yet. I'm sure it's amazing. Uh, and now we're just going to have a quick catch up. We just wanted to bro out. Really, we've just been hanging out for a couple of <laughs> for an hour so far, just talking shit. But we're, we're just going to maybe do a quick recap of where we're at i don't think we need to get too bogged down on where we are i think we more want to talk about where the tournament's going so because right. we're we're about to head into like sort of the final week into the semis into the finals so we were banding about the idea of maybe doing like a best case worst case scenario of who's still alive in the tournament and what those scenarios would look like also did you watch music city mayhem i did Yes, we can talk about that too. Did we talk about it last time or no? It hadn't happened last time. Oh, that's right. I, it, it was I was. It was the very end uh, of the episode, and then we found out that Connors was injured, and we were like, "Cool, uh, everything yeah. continues to be miserable. <laughs> everything sucks." I think the the show is actually really good. Yeah, I enjoyed. Um, I, I specifically was um, blown away by Blake Christian. He's he's uh, someone who I've kind of like shooed. Uh, a few times, just meh, whatever, Blake Christian. And, like, him and him and Hiromu fucking threw down. Yeah, so that was, was great. It was really good. So we'll, we can talk about that in a little bit. Let's talk about let's talk about how you're going to lose to me in the tipping. Mm. Well, you'll say, I didn't say I'd lose to you. I said I would lose. Those are two very different things. <laughs> because you... <laughs> you made me fucking he was asshole. Mid, All right. He was mid-drink. Uh well, you you did a very brave thing with your tips. You tipped with your heart, which is never a good idea. Never um, a good idea. The current standings are myself on 40, Curtis on 33, Travis on 35, Oof. Amy on 37, Mo on 39. So Amy and Mo are breathing down my neck. Uh, and I have some, yeah, fever dream picks coming up. Like, uh, so what have I got? I've got... Kenta beating Hanare, likely. Yano beating Jeff Cobb. Don't know if I like the look of that anymore. Uh, the Pimp beating Shingo? Oh, no. F- bro, bro. Oh, oh, thank fuck. I picked I picked Osprey to beat Yoshihashi. Fuck yes. Okay. That's that's not as bad as I thought it was. But then I picked Tai Chi to beat Jay White. 
in my mind, uh, that one I did pick with my heart. I just wanted it so bad. I wanted like a challenge before the Tokyo Dome from Tai Chi or White Gear. We've talked about it, and I just wanted to manifest it. Um, you put it out in the world. I can respect that, yeah, man. It will probably. I'm the only person that chose that pick. I think I'm pretty safe to say that I'm the only person that picked Yano and fucking Yujiro as well. And uh, God, I hope there's some upsets coming. Otherwise, I'm in for a world of hurt. You picked Kenta to beat Hanare, Jeff Cobb to beat Yano, Shingo to beat the Pimp, Osprey to beat Yoshihashi, and then Jay White to beat Tai Chi. And I feel like you're about to run the table on that one. That seems pretty safe. Yeah, That seems pretty safe. Like, I, I didn't pick anything, you know, outlandish. Mm. I think my tips were bad mostly because I think I only picked uh, Tanahashi to have, like, two points total or something this entire yeah yeah you give him that like the goto treatment that i had given him in the previous year where i sort of like uh was dialing back what i thought he'd do and to be honest with goto i kind of just forgot he existed and then <laughs> he went on and got like six points and just destroyed me like because well, of- let's let's look at the blocks let's look at the blocks and see you know how yeah. we're doing yeah, with let's these where everyone's standing yep mm-hmm. okay so a block Right now, uh-huh. Lawler, Fale, and Yano are all mathematically eliminated. Gone. That means we've we've got four still alive. Okada is in first. Mm-hmm. Jonah and Archer are in second, and Cobb is in fourth. Mm-hmm. Okay. If Okada wins at all, he's through in the next the next two days or yeah, the next right. was it three dates? Sorry. Mm-hmm. If Cobb, I'm sorry. If Archer wins and Cobb wins out then they force a tie, which goes to a playoff. And Jonah can create a four-way tie that way. So if Archer wins and Jonah wins out, then there's a four-way tie. Yeah, wow. The, it, I think that's how it works. Um, so A block, basically, you're going to have to look for Okada to lose. And I don't... I, All his remaining matches. So He's only got one left. He's oh, only got okay. one left. And it's against Archer. Okay. So I don't, I, I don't know if he's going to lose against Archer. That's, yeah. Do you think? Uh, unless How do you it, feel? Unless it's like, you know, Archer's big spoiling moment at the end, which is not inconceivable. It's true. But I think probably Okada will go through. I think it's safe. I think it'll be rock solid Okada getting through. Yeah, it looks, it looks like it. I, I was kind of hoping that but maybe th- we might have a shock. Yeah, I was about block, to say, but... why do you do the tie then? Like, with Jonah and Jeff Cobb. Like, do you... Is that so you can say Jonah only just missed out? Or is it so that Jonah can only just get through? That's a good That's a good question. I think, I think they're going to have Okada win it clearly instead of the four a four-way match like they, they've been pumping up they've been pumping up this idea of a play-in match for uh-huh. somebody uh-huh. and i i i want to be able to predict which block it's going to be but i can't i can't see which one it's going to be mm-hmm. it's definitely it's it's not going to be b block because that one's going to be cut and dry yeah. it could be this one uh-huh. it could be the d block because the d block is nuts we'll get to that in a second yeah. but yeah, it looks like Okada, if Okada beats Archer at all, mm-hmm. 
actually, if Okada even ties with Archer, then he wins. Yeah, because he. Well, yeah, because he would have more. Sorry, do you mean with yeah. Jonah? No, his next match is against Archer. Oh yeah, yeah. So even even if him and Lance got like counted out and they got one point each, it would be enough for Okada to win. Yeah. So he needs to lose to be knocked out. That's the only way. Yes. Yeah. So Cobb Cobb's got two matches left. He can have a max of eight points. Yeah. So he can't. Archer and Jonah have one match left. They could have uh, a max of eight points. Okada has one match left. He could have a max of ten points. So, uh, uh, how many matches has Jonah got left? Two. No, sorry, one. He's got so, one left. So if Jonah won his and Okada lost, then Jonah would go through. Yes, because Jonah's got the tiebreaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Well, he's, but, a, he's oh, on actually, seven no, points. No, no, sorry, so it'd, be a four, it'd be a four-way tie because Archer has the Archer has the tiebreaker over Jonah. Oh. So... Archer would Archer would have the tiebreaker over Okada and the tiebreaker over Jonah, but Jonah would have the tiebreaker over Okada. Why why would Archer would have, have the tiebreaker over him? Didn't they tie, or did he tie? With they tied. Him? They tied. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, you're right. Oh, but no, he, no, no, no. They didn't. They didn't. It was a count out. Jonah lost. No, no. That, it was a double. Was it a double count? No. No, it was a regular count out. Oh, who did he get it? Who did he get his draw with Cobb? No, he beat Cobb, didn't he? No, no, he had a tie with somebody. That's why he's on seven points and Lance's. No, he's on six points. Oh, oh, I'm reading our fucking point thing, which is different. Yes. Because it goes by one. Yeah. He had a tie with someone I could have sworn. No, he did not. Uh, All right, then. Either way. uh, So I think it's probably pretty safe to say that Okada will get through. Uh, would you say that's your best case scenario or would you be into the idea of like a, uh, Jonah gets through or, or something or can, can Jonah think, not because he, because if Lance wins, then, then he has the tiebreaker. Yeah. The only way Jonah can get through is a four way tie. He yeah. would have to win out. Uh, Cobb would have to. So, oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, Cobb would have to win, win out his next two matches. Jonah would have to win his next match. Archer would have to win his match, and Okada would have to lose. That's the only way that Jonah could get into a play in game. Right. And then that would be a, a four way tie, you're saying? Yes. Yes. And then they would have to have additional hate. How do they then sort that fucking mess out? A <laughs> uh, four way match, probably. Yeah, okay. First pinfall to a finish. Yeah. That looks really... That would be fun. That would actually be, be fun as fun. fuck. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. I know that's what uh, Joel from the Super J-Cast is hoping for in the D-Block, but he's talking yeah, like seven-way. The, seven <laughs> the D-Block's fucking insanity. Seven-way seven-way in the D-Block is still yeah. still an option at this point. Yeah. That's crazy. Fucking nuts. Okay. Well, let's let's... So be, the be, best case scenario is chaos. <laughs> like, is I is think for, yes. Yeah. Okay. More chaos, more better. All right. Like more, more chaos. What's the worst case scenario here? I mean, there kind of isn't one really. I kind of like everybody, and like there isn't there isn't a scenario where anybody that you wouldn't want to be there can now get there. You know, like it's not like you can see Yano suddenly come from behind and take the block. You know. 
Uh, I think I think it's pretty good. Like it's either it's really either four way or Okada, right? Yeah, uh, no, Archer. Um, Archer could take it. Archer could take if, it. yeah, because if Jonah doesn't win out, if Cobb doesn't win out, and Archer beats Okada, Archer takes the block. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I wouldn't say Archer's worst case scenario, but I mean, I mean, he's he'd probably not be the one I would be most pumped about. And I love him, but I I think when you put uh, like an AEW wrestler into the finals, you know he's not going to win and go on to the dome. So I th- I think that's, that, that's that would what be I was worst thinking. Case. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's it it does unless there is actual chaos, it seems like that would be the only option where it would not be preferable because you're going to you're going to not be able to suspend that disbelief. Yeah, exactly. That said though, if it did happen, I would love them doing it because I would just like to see him in that position and also it would be crazy and nobody would see it coming. You know what I mean? It'd That's be a, it'd be a crazy result, but then it wouldn't be like a you know, uh crazy sort of prediction because you'd be like, well, this is where it ends. Unless it didn't which would be crazy. So <laughs> he just so goes really to the dome and we, we just get shut the fuck up. So yeah, we're hoping for chaos with Archer chaos with a four way tie chaos with a Cobb Archer Okada tie or chaos with Okada because yeah. he's in chaos. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And though like Okada is sort of the least predictable outcome, it's not one I'm mad about because you're going to get amazing matches from Okada. So who cares? Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Let's let's look at the B block here. Only two people can win the B block because Ishii, Okan, Chase, Taichi, and Sonata have all been eliminated. It is straight up down to a one-on-one match. First, you know, first one to first one to looks like probably ten points yeah. is going to win this, mm-hmm. and it's going to be Jay and Tamatanga. And and it ends with them versus each other, right? Yes. Yeah, there's one match left for Tama. Jay has two matches left, so he can score a maximum of 12 points. Tama can only score a maximum of 10, but, but if he beats Tama him, and Jay he face each other. So. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So even though he would not be able to get more points than him, he could draw him and then win via tiebreaker. Yes. Yeah, okay. And so Jay White has Tai Chi between then, so... I think it's probably pretty to say to pretty safe to say to like ramp up that tension that Tai Chi is going to go down, and then Tama will probably still lose, and Jay White will take the block, but it it will have that kind of tension like Tama it, like everything's on the line for Tama, not only G one but also vengeance and also spoiling Jay's block. What if, what if mm-hmm. Jay loses to Tai Chi? And Jay's a, fighting like a wounded animal against uh, against Tamatanga. That's interesting because he he has to get the points. He has to get the points to win. He can't he can't just rely on having more points than Tamatanga. He has to beat Tamatanga. That I don't hate that at all because it just would add even more tension, um, which would be which would be really cool and I think probably more interesting to be fair. Um. Yeah, that would be that would plus be you really get your, interesting. Plus you get your Tai Chi tip, which is gonna be the one that's gonna put you over. Yeah. How about how about this scenario? So that happens. Jay's a wounded dog. 
Bullet Club are like sniffing around like maybe this guy's a little bit weaker than we like. Maybe he's not the dog we want to back in this fight. And it, it all comes down to him finding, fighting wounded at the end. Uh, and essentially um, Bullet Club turning on him, backing Tama again. So he gets knocked out of the G1 and he's waiting at Wrestle Kingdom for his X-Faction and everything to come for him. So now you've you've ended up with your sympathetic baby face, Jay White. Uh, everything has gone against him kind of thing. I could... Hmm, I like it. I just... I don't see I th- it happening. I, I it think it's where cool. the story's going to go, but I don't think it would happen that fast. Yeah, it seems like that would be a bit... They haven't planted enough seeds yet, yeah, I think. But, but I think those are the kind of chinks that we're going to start to see in that relationship. I like it. I like it. Is that your best case scenario? Uh, yeah. I, I think my best case scenario is, yeah, him losing to Tai Chi and then fighting for his life. Probably uh, probably beating Tamatonga and winning the block, but starting to see, like, that character development and sort of changes. You know, like when... Um, when Chase was sort of almost going to beat him and Gato stopped carrying on and was just like standing there just watching, like yeah, more of those kind of moments, you know. What's your worst case scenario? Can Sonata still win? No. <laughs> no. I, think, I think for me the worst case scenario is just um, Jay just raffle stomping Tai Chi and going straight through Tamatonga and winning like at this point sweeping the block might be the worst case scenario yeah with the way they've they've put it out yeah i think so i i just need him to have a little bit of adversity between now i have no point problem with him winning the whole thing but yeah you want to see him go through it a bit and it's funny because i was i was so rooting for jay to just sweep his block and be the first person to like sweep the block and go on to the finals and stuff mm-hmm. but uh yeah no I, I think at this point that might be the the it's it's kind of there's no adversity. There's no story. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. So we, we will see how yeah. it goes. And I have some questions about, like, uh, who wins the G1 and everything, but we'll save that until we've run through all the blocks and we talk about the semis. So Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at the C block. C-block. The C block is going to be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Right now, Evil, Kenta, and Hanare are all eliminated. Mm-hmm. You've got ZSJ, with one match left, he's on eight points. He can get a maximum of ten. Mm-hmm. You've got Goto, Tanahashi, and Naito with one match left. Each they can have a maximum of eight points. So uh, a ZSJ win or a draw gives him the block. Tana must win. Hold on, here we go. Tana must win and have Goto beat Evil and Naito to beat Zack mm-hmm. for him to win. Goto must win and have Kenta... Wait, hold on. Okay, Goto must win, have Kenta beat Tana, and Naito beat Zack for Goto to win the block. Naito must win and have Goto and Tana lose, or Tana, Goto, and Naito win in a a four-way tie will mean either Goto, who has two tie breaks, wins with Tanahashi pinning or uh, fuck it. I don't know. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> Look, uh, Nido's going to win. Nido's going to beat ZSJ and be the winner. 
God, I hope not. Like I, 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 at this point, at this point, I think it would be best for the Naito fans to be kicked in the, in the dick one more time. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of them, yeah. but I think it would be, it's everyone says like, Oh, this is Naito's going to finally get back to wrestle kingdom this year and win the belt again. And he's going to finish the day Hapone. And like, I want, I want new Japan to, to get off on being withholding one more time. And I want them to be like, do you like that? Do you like that? You like you like seeing Naito win? You're like, too bad. Too just bad. fucking snatch it, it away from us. Um, yeah, when I look at this, the simplest, easiest way, I think you see Tanahashi lose, you see Goto lose, and then you see Naito win, and then that cleans it all up. But is that the best case scenario? No, but that's what will happen. Uh, well, we're looking at the best case scenario. Yeah, it's also not the best case scenario for my tips because I've tipped Tanahashi to win, Goto to win, and Naito to win. So I don't think that is going to work out well for me in any way. Um, no. I, I mean, best case scenario, I've laid it out. Tanahashi somehow fucking ekes through would be be my way. And you know what? I don't even hate. After the... I haven't... Nobody's heard Night 15 yet and my take on it, but they will after this, so I won't go into it too much. Well, they will have heard it before this, but I had a lot of like positive things to say about Goto after his match with Tanahashi. Jesus, it's really yeah, it's hard to be going back in time after we do this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think they showed a lot of... Um, I was left after that match going, if they got behind this man and like did this, what they just did with him and Tanahashi, I was like, he could be a force in New Japan. They're not going to. But he he has that star quality, and I saw it then. You know what I mean? People talk about him winning the G1 in the past and stuff, but that was before I was a fan. So I've never really seen it. He's always just been sort of like gatekeeper Goto. And I saw that, mm. and I was like, yo, this was this was pretty good. This was the, the only match I've cared about of Goto since, like, Wrestle Kingdom when he versus Suzuki you know, was getting hung in the corner and beat Suzuki, so he had to shave his head and all that. Yeah, Goto, Goto's got it, man, but, like, he can, when when he is let loose, he's fucking badass. Like, one of my favorite, one of my favorite matches that I've seen from New Japan in, in the last few years was uh, Evil and, was it Evil and Shingo versus Goto and Ishii? Mm-hmm. At the at oh, what fucking show was it? Oh, New Year, uh, New Year's Revolution. Uh-huh. New Year's not New Year's Revolution. Fucking <laughs> New Year's Dash. Uh-huh. New Year's Dash. Uh, twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Great fucking match. Great match. You know, and it, the Liger, like their Liger retirement show. Mm-hmm. Fucking fantastic match because Goto was fucking laying it in. It was yeah. so great to see because you know Ishii always lays it in. Shingo always lays it in. Evil, when he wants to, can lay it in. And all four of them were just showing out. And it was so cool to see Goto be a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would be cool to see him do that again. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think I want Goto to win the block. I mean, he, he could. It would be nice. He, you know, he wants to win the block for his kid and all those things like that. But I think at the cost of ZSJ, at the cost of Tanahashi, and at the cost of Naito winning, yeah. no, nah, I don't know. No, you not interested. You wouldn't want it exactly. What t- talk to me about ZSJ? Like, is that that'd be a best case scenario for you, right? Like, I you know you obviously like love him and stuff. What if he just sweeps and wins? 
I think if if you get ZSJ into okay, ZSJ two time New Japan Cup winner, right? ZSJ angling for a match with uh, Danielson. You know, if if he can show again, I'm the best technical wrestler in the world. Look at me, I just won my block that sort of thing, then he can angle for that match with Danielson at, at Wrestle Kingdom. Even if he doesn't make it, even if he doesn't make it to the finals, if even if he loses out in the block finals, that could be cool. Also, we could get like ZSJ versus uh, Okada if he does go to the finals. That could be cool. We could get a rematch of that. That was a great match. Uh, who's in the, you know, J in the B block. You know, if, if he beats Okada... Uh, in the finals and moves or in the semis and moves on to the finals. We could have ZSJ and, and J that's a match. We don't get very often. Could be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff for ZSJ to do. And then like you look at ZSJ versus whoever fucking comes out of the D block, you know, and we'll talk about that in a second, but I think there's a lot of juicy matches for ZSJ in the D block as well in the yeah. semis. So yeah, I, I think that, that's a really good scenario. And then obviously I've laid it out before, but Tanahashi, you could have him headline a dome in one second, trying to reclaim the belt that Jay White took from him back in the day. Like it would be, cause let, let's talk about Tanahashi for a second. He has never been the IWGP world heavyweight champion, right? Like the belt no, that not. Jay took off him was the V4. Like it was still yes. the heavyweight belt. So he's never held that belt yet. You've only got so many years left on Tanahashi. You're, they're going to want to put that like feather in his cap at some point. You know what I mean? I Before mean, he retires. Has that, has that time passed him by? That's the thing. Like, it hasn't I, passed him by, man. He's been killing this tournament. He really has. It's he's had so many killed. great shows. And he's headlined like so many of the night and he drags Goto kicking and screaming to like a career defining banger like Goto that blood pouring out his mouth and stuff because Tana's just been beating him like an absolute prick the entire time like yeah it was he's still so fucking good man. Like you could yeah. and he would be a dark horse because everybody's like looking over at Naito and then so you go how does that? How does that actually look? Tanahashi would have to beat Kenta. Goto would need to lose to Evil, and then did Tanahashi beat Naito or ZSJ or both? He beat Naito. Yeah. Uh, did he? He did beat ZSJ as well. Yes. So he could win. Yes. There's a very real scenario where he could win the whole block. So yeah, Tana, Naito if Tana would need wins, to win, right? So Naito would need Goto. To win. If Tana wins, Goto beats Evil, and Naito beats Zack, then they're all on eight points, but Tanahashi has the tiebreakers over all of them. Yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, Naito wins, Goto loses, Tanahashi goes through. Yes. That is hot. I love it. And that is my best-case scenario, my friend. <laughs> That's a pretty good best case. I, I think <laughs> I always get you. Like you're like, oh yeah, we're gonna do stuff, and then I start on what about Tanahashi, and you're like, it would be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> it's your it's your love. I feel the love like radiating love through and the energy. power of the internet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you believe love and energy? I've talked about it before, but can you believe that I was in the dome when Tanahashi won a world title? Like that's fucking crazy. Like 
And at the time, hey, like, I knew it was a big deal, but I was such like a Kenny dude. And that Wrestle Kingdom kind of sucked so bad because everybody knew the Elite were leaving and then they just all lost one after the other. You know what I mean? And everybody yeah. knew they were going to lose, so it was kind of like not really predictable. And I was kind of hoping that they'd maybe have Kenny win, shock everybody, and then maybe drop it at, you know, the the next night or New Year's Dash or something like that. Like, just do something else. But it was just like stomp out the elite on their way out. And I was such a big fan that though I was very excited and it was awesome to see, me now in that moment, like, would have had a very different reaction. And don't don't get me wrong, I was cheering and jumping around and having a good time, but it, it didn't, it wouldn't have radiated through my heart quite like it would now. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, so I I too have seen Tanahashi win a belt. It was oh. the Rev the Rev Pro British heavyweight yeah. <laughs> title that he I beat Zach for. Still sick. And then dropped it back to him like a week later. Yeah. But um <laughs> but no it it's, counts. I love seeing Tanahashi succeed. He's just there's no one quite as good as Tanahashi. Yeah. Like he's, he's just he's so greatness. lovable, man. Like he's has a connection like nobody else. The dude, he's greatness, man. Like that's all there is to it. I love him. Yeah. I love him too. So we agree. Best case scenario is Tanahashi winning the block. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Got there again. All right. D block. Take me through this fucking shit show. Cause this is fucking ridiculous. Also D block. Yeah. You go. Yeah. You go. Finley. Uh huh. And Yujiro are leading the block. He can never be in a G1 again after this. Like, he needs to not. Not. I, I, I said it I said it in my in the night 14. Like, dude, the, the mind is willing, but the body ain't able, you know? I can see he's trying. I can, I can see he's trying, and God bless him for it. But, man, like, this is the G1. Like you could have somebody else come in and take that pin. Like I understand you're paying him. You <laughs> you're paying you him know. anyway. You know it's basically a free entrant into the G1 at that stage. Like, but yeah. And everybody needs. We need a pin eater in every in every block. I he hasn't that, been a pin eater taking, though. He's, he's not taking a lot of fucking pins, is he? All the others are the pin eaters. He's the one fucking winning it. <laughs> can't believe it anyway so there's a maximum of eight points there yeah finley and yujiro have one match left they can get to a maximum of eight points mm-hmm. shingo osprey uh hold on no wait a minute this is wrong who am i missing in the d block juice elp shingo osprey yujiro finley and yoshihashi yoshihashi there it is yes because it's I wrote down Shingo Osprey and Yujiro. Yeah. <laughs> Derp. Shingo Osprey and Yoshihashi, four points. They have four uh, four matches total, so two matches left. They can get eight points. Okay. Then Juice and ELP have one match left each. They can get a maximum of six points. Those matches that they're having are against people who can score. Six, I think, is it ELP and Finley? Is I don't remember. I don't remember what's coming up, but yeah, it, it would be the entire block 
at six points. Yeah. If the if the block is going to tie, I think what it is is Shingo has to beat the pimp. Uh, yes. Yoshi Hashi has to beat Osprey, or Osprey has to beat Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi. Yeah, no, Yoshihashi has to beat Osprey. Yeah. No, no. Uh, Osprey beats Yoshihashi. Yoshihashi beats Finlay. Okay. Uh, El Phantasmo beats Shingo. Juice beats Osprey. I think that's what it is, and then that's the full tie. Okay. That's, yeah, that's all six. Or all seven. Which is seven insanity. Seven way tie. Would be fucking mental. There's no way they'll do it, but imagine if they did. That would be chaos. If they're just like, and we're having the D block Rambo uh, before the semifinals, and then whoever wins that then goes on to their semifinal match later that night, like against Tanahashi. Against Tanahashi, and then Tanahashi beats them. Yes. <laughs> or you know you get you get like. Finley or Osprey or something like that wins there wins the D block Rambo, and then gets stretched to shit by Zack Saber Jr. Well, yeah, it's a, or <laughs> that would be so sad. Or gets rolled up by Naito. Either way, or gets completely rolled up by Naito. <laughs> LOL. Love. Oh man! So in reality, though, the, I think Shingo will win. It, well, I mean, w- if we look at this, the best case scenario is the seven way tie, right? It's the best way. You know what? Let's not even talk about other scenarios. It's the only scenario I want to entertain is the seven-way right. tie. What is the what is the worst case scenario? Uh, Yujiro Takahashi. Yujiro wins. <laughs> can he win? Think, can he win? He can. He can. So if he beats Shingo, that takes him to eight, and then all the other things that I said need to happen where everybody else ties on six, and then he's on eight. So yeah. our, our hopes are with Shingo. Shingo needs to beat him. Otherwise, all is lost. Well, Basically. not all is lost, but but you know there's a funny? real, real scenario where he could win it, which is terrifying. I think, I think our worst case scenario was Yujiro winning in the first episode. <laughs> we it, said it, it was our worst was. case scenario. Was. Oh, that'd be so bad. Then, then he gets into a match with Naito and just like cracks him over the head with the cane and then he's in the finals. Oh god. Oh no. And then it's and then it's House of Torture versus uh versus Bullet Club. It, it's Yujiro versus Jay. And then they're doing like the all the dumb stuff, the finger poke of doom and everything like that. And then it's <sighs> like, oh god. Let's not do or they're it. trying they're trying to do the finger poke of doom, but then Yujiro turns on Jay and no, because I'm I'm giving a cool scenario yeah. where, where Bullet Club <laughs> and House of Torture start the war. Yeah. And then suddenly Yujiro's the leader of Bullet Club. Oh God! Yeah, that's how we save it. That would be bad. Oh, that'd be so yeah, bad. Really bad. Do you, okay. Do you think that the new juice is a failure? No. You like the new juice? I like the new juice. Yeah. And I think he's gonna. He's had to work with the constraints of the G one maths, like in order for them to get places and stuff. But I, I think it's cool, man. Like I think he's doing good heel work. I like his talking all through stuff. I like you begging off and, you know, cowardly sort of apologizing when the, the baby face finally can turn on him and things like that. And I, I like his, uh, his uh, bullshit. Yeah. I, I think he, he's only just finding it now, but I, I think he's going to be, be good. Cool. 
I like it. Mm-hmm. I yeah, love that I, match with ALP, which was a fucking shit show, but it was so fun. I want Juice to be a bit more serious as a heel and then maybe save the like antics for when he's like begging off or when, you know, the, the, the face finally chases him down and gets him in a corner and stuff like that. I would like to see him be a little bit more serious when he's in control, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now he could definitely do more, do more of that. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see where it it all ends up for him though. Fuck it was, (laughs) man, I still laugh so much Uh, in that match with ELP when after he pile drives him, uh, on the thing and he gets him back in the ring and then like because the crowd is so silent he's about to like power bomb ELP and Kevin Kelly goes and the damage is done the <laughs> damage is done Kevin exactly it made me laugh so much the damage oh, is done good. Kevin <laughs> the damage is done so good because you can tell it's just an empty arena and you can hear everything the commentary is saying <laughs> That shocked the hell out of me because I've never really thought about that before. Yeah, how that they can hear the they can hear the commentary that made me happy. Yeah, it would be so weird as well. Like you're doing stuff and you can just hear somebody like talking about you. It would probably be annoying. Like it would it would be distracting. It'd be distracting as hell. You're trying to tell the story and like someone at commentary, like you just hear like someone like Lance Archer at at fucking commentary. You know, say, oh, I could beat his ass. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, fuck <laughs> you, fuck bro. Up. I thought Lance was quite good on commentary, actually. He's really, he's, he's funny. A bit low he's entertaining in, low, in the, low in the mix. Like, I had to kind of crank it up to hear him, but I thought his, um, his insight and stuff was really good. Um, So now we're in the semis, and we're looking at either the, let's just do the best case. So we're looking at the four-way tie um, versus Jay White, a... Narrowly gotten through. Is is Tamatonga getting through uh, a good case scenario for you, or or no? Like you prefer Jay through? Probably. I'd prefer Jay getting through. Although I do love what Tom is doing. Mm-hmm. So, jeez, fifty fifty for me, man. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, oh, flash sale. Uh, RevPro's doing a flash sale on New Japan shirts that just popped up in my. Oh, it's a it's a Zack Saber shirt I already have. God damn it! Oh well. News flash, flash sale. (laughs) Breaking news! I already have that shirt. God damn it! Focused on the podcast. (laughs) I'm really focused on. I was like New Japan, like it it said like New Japan in the thing, and I was like, oh fuck, I better click on that right now. Uh, I thought we were going to be able to break some actual fucking news here. Yeah, right. Oh well. Anyway, um, no, Tama getting Tama getting through would be fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, like Tama being Okada's defense last year was I was iffy on it. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It wasn't very good. This is a different Tamatonga now, you know? Yeah. The 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 baby face Tamatonga is I'm down with it. Like, and now that he's completely worked the the iron fingers out of his system he's completely turned his back he's 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 100 percent face to the light corazon technico you know Uh i fucking love that shit dude yeah i'm in well i mean if he if he could beat jay and get into the semis he wouldn't need to then win the g1 in order to have a title match on the way to wrestle kingdom so then you could then you could have all the Bullet Club bullshit and the Good Brothers there and all that stuff. 
and tell that story, which is obviously have Tama Tonga win the new the IWGP World Heavyweight Title the Road to Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, on on King of Pro Wrestling 2022. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm into it. Is that a is that the best case scenario? <laughs> I don't think it is the best case scenario to be honest. <laughs> I like I Tama, but I'm it, not though. sure I need him in my main events. He's still got a bit of a way, way to go. Yeah, I, I would love to, I would love to see him get a uh, get a world title shot. Let's see what he can do against Jay. I, I think, think it'd be so. fun. I think it'd be cool. Um, but yeah, so and then out of the, if we had the four way shit show, um, Jonah getting through would be dope, man. I think. Jonah would be really cool. I'm so into Jonah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like I was jacked when they brought him into new Japan in San Jose, you know, months ago, I was fucking amped when they started having him show up regularly on strong. I was fucking amped when he was announced for the G one. I'm fucking amped to know that they are behind him as a monster. They're booking him like bruiser Brody where he never gets fucking pinned. And I'm yeah. down with it, dude. Jonah is my fucking dog. I'm so in. I'm that's that's the leader of my boys' stable right now. Yeah, he's he's pumped. Fuck yeah, Jonah. Except for that time he got pinned by Yano. But we're not talking about that. No, no, no. He didn't. He didn't. He got counted out. Oh, did he? Sick. Yeah. I thought he got rolled up for some reason. I have a mm, poor memory. Got counted out. We have you, watched man. a lot of matches. We have. <laughs> we have watched a lot of matches. I'm thinking he's got tired. I'm thinking he's doing all kinds of stuff. Um, if if they were going to push that Jonah thing then that's the scenario where Jay doesn't win. Because I don't think you're going to have Jonah and Jay versing each other. You know what I mean? Because then one of those sort of big titans has to fall, and I don't think they'd do it. I think if if uh, Tama could get through, then you could have Jonah through, and then he just gets minced, and then you've got Jonah in the finals. Jonah versus like Naito, Life, or Jonah Life. versus Tanahashi in the finals. Oh, uh, Jonah versus Tanahashi, you say. Now you're speaking my language, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're getting somewhere. But okay, so that's feeling pretty best case scenario. So Tama wins, big upset, Bullet Club vengeance. He gets through, knocks Jay out. Shows a bit of weakness in Jay. Another chink in the old armor. His Bullet Club bros are like, maybe this isn't the right fucking dude. Meanwhile, the four-way happens. Jonah manages to mince through that and get the win. Okada then doesn't technically lose because he doesn't get pinned. Jonah just kills somebody else in that four-way tie. They mm -hmm. get through. Jonah versus Tama. Jonah fucking destroys him. It's just squash city, basically. And then he's in the finals waiting for this next scenario. So over on the other side, we're looking at the seven-way fucking shit show uh, and Tanahashi waiting for them. Who do you have escape the seven-way shit show in your best-case scenario? Okay, so best-case scenario, who would line up best with Tanahashi? Tanahashi and Shingo is very good. Mm -hmm. That would be a Tanahashi, great match. Tanahashi and Will uh, a couple of years ago in the G1 was fucking great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The That really felt like a, a passing of the torch moment, yeah. and I would like to see them follow up on that. So Tana and Will would be really good. Um, we've already, we've already got a shock through with, with, uh, Tama Tonga, so we don't have to do another one with like a David Finley. Um, I think Shingo would be cool because then you like, if you're talking about your semifinals and booking it and all that kind of stuff, 
it means that you've got all these shocks on the other one, and then you've got that one match to headline it that would be huge. Uh, Shingo and Tana. Yeah, because yeah. then you start the night with like the seven-way scramble and then the four-way, and then you do like the, you know, Jonah and Tama, and then you have like Tanahashi and Shingo headline it. Yeah, that sounds good, actually. And then you get Let's that real that. work rate banger headliner from those two that only they could put on. And then we go to a finals of Jonah versus Tanahashi. Oh. <laughs> oh. It sounds so dirty. It does, but I like it. And then I like it a lot. And then does Tanahashi overcome the monster? Then you know what I mean? Like I feel like he narrowly survives him is how you do it. If yeah, and they could really put it out as like if if Tanahashi wants to make sure that his name is forever etched in the history books, he has to survive what no he has to do what no other man can do yeah. and pin or submit Jonah. Yeah. Like that, yeah, that could be a total that could be a total thing. I I, I like it. I like the idea. I and like the nobody idea. Nobody would of, do that like man versus monster thing better than Tanahashi. Like obviously Okada just put on a clinic of how to do it. But imagine the sympathy of like a Tanahashi in peril against like a Jonah. Oh yeah, Jonah like splashes his knees a couple of times He's or fucking, something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe like yeah, there's he's carrying some injuries from like the fucking Shingo match and stuff. His ribs are bandaged and shit. Oh, I'm fucking, I'm already injured and oh. I'm going in against fucking this monster. Yeah, and he's That's doing money. he's doing the high fly flow with bandaged ribs. Oh, and he yeah oh he does the high fly flow and he can't pin Jonah right he can't do it because he's he's you know he's so injured yeah and he rolls off he rolls off and he can't he can't quite get there to cover him. So Jonah picks him up, power bombs him. Jonah goes for the for the splash, right? Yeah. Tana gets his knees up, and it fucking you know blocks the blocks the the torpedo splash, uh-huh. right? Oh man! But then he's he's fucked his knees. What's Tana to do? Oh, no, not the knees! Oh no! Oh man! He'd have to roll the out tension. of the way. Knees would be they would actually just get broken off his body. He would have the- to roll narrowly out of the way. Jonah crashes and burns. And then somehow, does does Tanahashi submit him? Like, because he can't pin him. I think that's what it would have to be. I think that's what it would have to be. Is like he does get the knees. He does, yeah, he does get the knees up, and like he's like, I can't climb the ropes again. I'm gonna have to fucking cloverleaf his ass. Cloverleaf this bitch into submission. <laughs> or maybe so maybe bad, there's dude. a new variation of like, and he reveals like a new fucking Tanahashi submission. That he had to have in order to deal with the monster. But Jonah doesn't tap it. out. Jonah blacks out. I like it. I'm into it. Bro. We've done it again. We've done it again. <laughs> None of this is going to happen. But best case scenario, that's that's what it is. And I fucking love it. And I got Tanahashi to the dome again. Yep. Tanahashi God should be me. really politicking to get me on the booking <laughs> he's like no i Give really think pencil. this guy from perth is the guy i just i just got a feeling about him and he's like world champion forever <laughs> they're like well who's he booked before and he's like uh he booked himself as an opener for a touring band when they came through perth <laughs> they're like well, uh, what <laughs> a what like, who do you ever beat he's like trust me trust me <laughs> all right 
But yeah, okay then. And then worst case scenario, Yujiro somehow beats everybody. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yujiro beats oh. Jonah. <laughs> oh, gets him up for the big juice. <laughs> Fucking. <sighs> I do love the first time he hit the big juice on, on all Ibushi, the mystique, All the mistake and all the, the fucking big man bullshit just destroyed by Yujiro. Oh, and it's it's not even like an actual like he it's not it's not even an actual win because he does it through House of Torture bullshit and yeah. the entire place like erupts and starts fucking throwing chairs into the ring and shit. Yeah, exactly. I um I obviously need to talk about it on my review, but we we'll just quickly talk about it now. How good was Zach just out House of Torturing all their fucking bullshit? Like just beating them so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was watching that and like just started cackling, just cackling for like 37 seconds and then the match was over. Yeah. Remember when we were doing our thing, we were uh, like our best case back in the day, we were like, hopefully Zach just fucking, you know, has everybody in locks and just fucking runs rings around him and it's literally exactly what he did. It was so yep. good. Yep. Nailed it. So good. Bringing Nailed out the it. young lion like as, as the like that. I'm pretty sure the hat even just said I'm Zach on it, like or I'm ZSJ. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the uh the after uh after the match yeah. when he, he brought he yeah, so great. What did he say? He told him do uh, dickheads. Yeah, yeah. He's like, say dickheads. He taught him how to say dickheads <laughs> and then he told him he'd take him out for gin and tonics or whatever. Gin and yeah. tonics later, boy. <laughs> oh man. God bless him. Yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. is the fucking best. My wife's, my wife's like in love with Zack Sabre Jr. Because he always talks about like George Michael and Prince and stuff like yeah, that. And yeah. uh-huh. he's like, oh, I saw George Michael. And he, he said he was going to go out climbing a mountain with Prince. <laughs> and so he had to give me some some useful advice. Use the techers. Use the techers. Yeah. I like how he, in his like backstage things and stuff, he's like, I've got these matches to do, but I'm going to do it. I've saved my energy. I'm smart. Soy boy. Like his... Talking about how he's been approaching the the tournament and how he's not as physically damaged as everybody else and all these things and it, like he always just really thinks through like his entire narrative, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, Zach, mm-hmm. we love you. We love you, Zach. Cool. I wish they didn't flash sale the one shirt of yours that I already have. <laughs> buy it again. I can't buy it again. Is it the one I that I also own? Is it? It's the one where he's uh, he's got someone in the the hurrah. And he's got the big yeah. speech bubble with a million yeah. yeah, yeah, I have the same one. <laughs> I've got that one. And I've got two Suzuki Goon shirts yeah. uh, as well, but it's the same shirt. Yeah. I ordered from I ordered one from Suplex like a, a long time ago. Uh-huh. And then I ordered a different shirt from Suplex and they sent me that Suzuki Goon shirt again. <laughs> and when I contacted them, I was like, Oh, I've already got this one. They were like, Ah, eh, just keep it. We'll send you the right one. I was oh, like, Cool, two two Suzuki Goon shirts. See, that's where Sweet. you cut the sleeves off one and then you've got both options. Oh Yeah. The gun show's on display right now. Okay. Yeah, I'm it's fucking stupid hot here. So I was uh I'm I'm wearing my one of my workout shirts. This is my CM Punk straight edge shirt his very first shirt that he ever had in oh, wwe that's cool yeah that's cool i i'm wearing a full hoodie i said to curtis before we started this i'm like i'm very hot but i'm just gonna make the temperature come to me and went and turned the aircon on to like full full ball i'm not taking this off it's something like three percent of houses in england have an air conditioner yeah not really an option just yours no no no, no. it's not mine it's a shame i i got a it's on 24 7 in this house anyway 
so I think uh, before we quickly just talk about Music City to wrap up, what's your overall feelings on the tournament, man? You had fun with it? Have you enjoyed I'm doing the G Wondering episodes? Like, uh, I think it's been fun. We joke about how hard it is to like watch everything, but it's been it's been better alternating them because if I can't immediately watch something, I can I just listen to your little take on it and then I'm up to date and then I can go back and catch the matches that I want to see. Yeah, it's it's so much fun to what what I used to do is on my other podcast, the Smart Foundation podcast, our Facebook page, I had just one post that I would pin to the top and I'd leave my little my thoughts of each match, you know, rate each match like, oh, is it a must watch? Is it a watch? Is it a skip? And then like my thoughts about each match as it as it went. Uh, so if you really want to, you can go look at the last few G1s and kind of see my thoughts as they are. I really prefer to be able to like talk about it. This is a lot funner. Um, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm into the story of the match a lot more now, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm not trying to like come up with a hot take for yeah. Facebook, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. for social media. I'm just like, really like, yeah, this match wasn't for me or this match was really great. You know, that sort of thing. And I can really feel the, the moment mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. I dig I, it. I like doing it in sort of like that free form way as well, where it's more just like off the top of your dome, your instant reactions, you know, I'm like, when I do it, I'm never trying to like think of a take or trying to give like in-depth analysis. I'm just like, this is what happened, man. And just sort of like telling the story of the night and if something gets me worked up and I start, you know, cutting a promo about it, then great, you know? And if it doesn't, then the night didn't get me there. And so, and that's just, just what it is. You know, there's going to be things I miss, you know, details and stuff, but it's not really the point of it. The point is more just like instant kind of reactions and, and gut feelings on stuff and, and just telling the story of like a show that I've really liked to watching, which is fun. I feel like, I feel like, uh, Joel took a shot at us. I think he was shooting on us on the, on the last episode of Super J cast. Oh, what did he say? Uh, he says, Oh, other podcasts get on there and they're like, here's every single match. And every, you know, he mentioned star ratings and things like that, which we don't do. So that might not have been us, but he was like, some podcasts want to break down every single match, but we're just, we're just going to talk about it like as a whole. And I was like, this motherfucker, (laughs) (laughs) you coming for us, Joel? You shooting on us? motherfucker?" You created this monster. You you can't say shit. Anything we do reflects directly on you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, let me let me ask you a question. I noticed that we haven't gone as crazy as you went in the original G Wondering. Mm-hmm. That is true, have, have and been... that's because we have halved the workload. Imagine if you that's had true. done every single one. Oh no, no. That's what I mean. The, it was so, it's it was so silly. fucking the it was a madman's errand, and also this one. Actually, this is this is a great segue because the the layout of this tournament is weird. Uh, and yeah, I don't like it. And I don't like it at all. And so every night you've kind of got bits of different blocks and stuff like that. With the traditional layout of the A and B, I was way more invested because I knew where all my guys were every night. You know, it's alternating nights and I'm like, I'm all about A and I know where he is and I know where he is and I know where he is. With this one, there's people who have finished and are knocked out and then there's other people that they verse that still have three matches to go and stuff. And you're like... yeah. How has Yoshihashi still got two matches left to go? I feel like I've seen him wrestle a thousand times, and then I feel like I've like never seen El Phantasmo wrestle. But besides, yeah. you know what I mean, like that kind of thing. And so 
when I was doing it like that, I'm like, okay, I now need to do like a, a few have built up throughout the week. And I've literally got to watch three nights, four nights of G1. And it's like block, 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 block. And it was like so much stuff to get through. And I'm not really somebody that writes notes either. So I'm just like looking at the matches and just yeah, and just like talking about everything and like <laughs> doing it in the middle of the night. I remember one night, like my wife went out and I literally recorded four different episodes in the same night, like just back to back to back and then released them all immediately. Like here's four episodes, motherfuckers, just like, <laughs> like straight onto the Smoke bomb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and so... No, I don't think we've gone as crazy because we have been able to halve the load and that has been very grateful because I don't think this year in the way that my life has been, I could have even done it. I think I would have had to give up or at least it would have been very far behind. You know, like I would spend my Fridays and I would do them all and I'd sort of release them all at the end of the week or intersperse them throughout the week or something like that. It wouldn't have worked. This way, halving the load made it a lot more doable for sure. I, I I believe it. I believe it. And I like I've been actually kind of biding my time. Try like I'll watch I'll, I'll watch a lot of wrestling during the week, mm-hmm. but like I've try I'm trying to keep it separate. You know uh-huh. where I'm watching like when my wife comes home from work. You know she's she's tired and like I've got dinner ready for her and I'm like let's watch something together. You know, and then like when I'm on my own I can watch I can watch wrestling or like yeah. You know, if, you know, whatever it is, like I'm trying to like trying to not overburden myself, like because if if you're just watching wrestling and going to work, that can that's that's that burnout event yeah. fatigue, yeah. you know. And and like so. I hate when I'm at the point where oh man I've got to get these nights watch and then it's like watch a watch a match before work, watch two in my lunch break, watching it like as soon as I get through the and like where it litters the entire day. What I've actually done for the last few blocks and it's worked out way better for me is that Amy normally gets up at like five AM, her alarms start going off and then I'll kind of snooze until about six and then I'll get up and I'll get her ready for work and then she's out the door at seven. What I have done the last couple is when that alarm goes off at five, boom, your boy pops out of fucking bed. He walks across the hall into this spare room that you know, has my, my podcasting studio and stuff. I open these big windows that you see behind me. The sun isn't up yet, but I can see out to where the sun does rise and it's like the city and night. And I put on the G1 and I just like, I don't have my phone and I just watch the matches. And it, it has been such a nice start to the day. Like I'm like, cool, I just rock through these four that happened yesterday night instead of trying to watch them live while I'm cooking dinner and talking to my wife and doing those things extra and just like absorb it. And then... If I've got the time, I'll record it here at the studio or like I did on my last episode, 13, I plugged a USB microphone into my my Surface tablet and recorded it in the warehouse at work before anybody got to work. You know, I was in there. I had dropped off Amy early and I was recording at 8 in the morning before all my stuff started rolling in 8.45. Just did like a quick episode in a rainy warehouse and that was super fun, doing it like on location, just having a yell in my work about wrestling uh, was was really cool. So I I think... We, we're hitting a better balance with it and that is helping us not be insane as well. I love, I love the way it like, for me, it comes on in the morning mm-hmm. and like, that's awesome for me. Cause like I'll get home for, you know, I work a night job, so I'll get home and I'll just like sit down on the couch and like, boom, starting. That's Look, great. here's young lions. 
that's, yeah, that's cool. awesome. That is really cool. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would like to have a little bit more time where I could watch the undercard and stuff because I do like like those matches and stuff. But I've really just got to got to keep it to a minimum. Our time, we were only an hour behind Japan, so it works out sweet when there's stuff you really want to see. When you can get home from work and it's turning on at like 6 p.m. kind of thing and you can just watch it mm. live, that's best case scenario, you know. Or like you finish work and then, uh, you know, the friends are already there and there's a couple of cold beers going and you walk in and you're like, we're watching it live into the New Japan tracksuits. And, uh, yep. <laughs> and like, you know, and, and live the dream and pretend you're there. But yeah, you gotta find you gotta find time to watch other stuff in between. And I've I've been I've been watching. I watched a bunch of series recently, like because my I think my my brain medicine's messing with my sleep schedule. So the other night I stayed up and I watched uh, the entire series Paper Girls, which is based on a Brian K. Vaughn comic. Okay, you ever heard of it? No. Yeah. So it's it's currently on Prime in the UK. Okay. I know you're not in the UK. No. But do you know how you could be in the UK? Uh, a plane ticket. Plane ticket is a good way to do it. You know, it's a cheaper option. Swimming's cheaper. (laughs) A a cheaper, well, you wouldn't get eaten by sharks this way with NordVPN. NordVPN. I forgot about it. Yes. Don't they support us in some way? You could could just get straight on to English uh, Amazon Prime and watch the entire series Paper Girls. It's a, it's a great eight episode series. I had a ton of fun watching. It's based on a comic book that I absolutely fucking love. It's like Stranger Things, but instead of alternate dimensions, it's like time travel, like dinosaurs and mecha and stuff. I have seen this now. Now I can picture the cover. It's pink, right? Bright pink. Girls yes. in front of a school yep. bus or something. I did see it, and it caught my eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. You should uh, you should definitely watch it. So, so I suggest that if you guys want to watch, I sign up. I forget, I forget how to do it. I know that they give you like you can choose bundles to suit your security level uh, and really help keep your phone and your internet security secure. But I can't quite remember what the code is and the website address I need to sign up. Well, let me tell you yeah. about how to sign up for NordVPN. Here's how to grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com/shorts. You get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Doesn't that sound great? Mate, and I only need to remember a code that short, which is shorts. NordVPN.com slash shorts. NordVPN.com slash shorts. Slash shorts. If you slash shorts, they're even shorter. Then they're short shorts. Just like the G Wondering episodes where we're talking Those are great. Yeah. Well, I know what I'm doing the moment we get off this podcast. You know what's even you know what's even better than that? What's even better than that? NordVPN's NordVPN's IP address protection offer offers you security online. I need security online. You can't trust these. So you get more entertainment and security. More entertainment and more security. Or That's right. at nordvpn.com slash shorts. Curtis, I gotta say that was your best segue ever. <laughs> I really enjoyed I've been I've been baiting that segue for like five minutes. <laughs> Setting it up. Oh man. That was, that was great. That no, was really you should enjoyable. you should watch uh Paper Girls. I will. Great. I no joke. I also will, also Sandman on Netflix. Everybody's been talking about it. I, I obviously know Sandman. Uh I will yeah. I need to be about it. I need time. 
the the trick for me with a lot of these kind of things is like generating wife interest. If I can generate wife interest, then in our time, like together, we can watch it together. If it is not an Amy show, if it becomes a Rafe only show, fucking sayonara. Like I, I'll yeah. see it one day, like kind of thing. You've got to get the family unit together on a thing. Otherwise, it's a wrap. Otherwise, it's like, oh, what, what kind of shows does she watch? Reality shows. Okay. Like the most That's, it's crime. Sandman and Paper Girls are not. We just watched an amazing um, Korean movie from the guy that made Parasite. I think it was called Mis- No Memories of Murder. Have you seen it? No, I've not. Dude, so good. And let me tell you, if they don't have it on your streaming services, all you need to do is go to nordvpn.com slash shorts and also go to Prime. And through the Australian Prime, you can watch okay. Memories of Murder. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm into that. You've actually got to like, hire it, though. <laughs> and I, also pay whatever okay. money they ask for the movie because it's not free on. <laughs> I, love, uh, I love like Korean uh, revenge movies. Oh yeah! Like, did you ever see um, I Saw the Devil? Yes. Yeah, it's really good. I love I Saw the Devil. See, that fucking see this isn't a revenge movie. It's actually based on, like, a real murder. That, like, real murderer, a serial killer in Korea. And he was uncaught up until the time, like, after this movie was made. And really? Th- and then he was recently caught in 2019. And they asked him when he was in the box, they're like, how did you feel watching that movie? Like that's about you and about you catching him, because yeah. at the, like one of the the most famous scenes. This isn't a spoiler; it's just a thing. It's like the whole thing about the the main detective is that he can kind of look into a suspect's eyes and like know if they're guilty. Like he's like, look at me, like I know, and like like the very last scene is him essentially looking straight into the camera, like looking for the killer, kind of thing. And then it's like, dig it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's meta. It, it, it was cool, man. It's really cool. And also, it's kind of got some humor in it. And for whatever reason, the detectives that are looking for it always just end up kicking the shit out of dudes like all the time. Like they're just like, yeah. we'll just drop kick people out of nowhere and stuff. It's really good. <laughs> just like massive also, jump kicks and, and they're always torturing people and shit. So this is like in, uh, what was it, in the 60s and 70s when the Zodiac Killer was loose. They call this they guy the, the first... Korean Zodiac Killer. Like, yeah, because they, the, they made the first Dirty Harry movie, which was loosely based on the Zodiac Killer, while the Zodiac Killer was still like committing murders and yes, shit. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. You should really check it out. It's really good. So there's a free recommendation for everybody. Um, also, Paper Girls and Sandman. Yeah, there you go. That's a, this is our uh, recommendation section of the podcast. So real quick, let's talk about Music City before we need to bounce let's. out of here. Um, I had a, a nice day. Amy had gone to Melbourne for some work conference and Travis came around and we bought a ton of fried chicken and we a few rums and Cokes and, and watched the show and talked shit and had like a pretty good time with it. Yeah, this one I I really really liked it. Was this at the same time as the as everyone was in time for uh, SummerSlam? I think and Ric Flair's last match. Uh, yeah, it was all around the same kind of time. I, we watched it, so I think it had happened that morning or like the day before, something like that. Uh, and so we went on media blackout and didn't watch it like until our evening. 
Um, but yeah, SummerSlam had already happened. The tractor had already happened and all that stuff. Yeah. My, my wife, it's her, it was her birthday. So I was like, look, honey, congratulations. You get to watch new Japan pro wrestling. Also, <laughs> let's do this for my birthday. Um, so that was a lot of fun. So the opening match, yeah. Fred Yehai, Yuyu Emra and Shota Umino shooter versus the DKC, Kevin Knight and Ren Narita. So we got a bunch of young lions, Graduated Young Lions, prospective Young Lions, possibly with Fred Yehai, which would be fucking awesome. Shota uh, pins the DKC with the Death Rider in 13 minutes and 12 seconds. Did you enjoy watching these uh, these kids go at it? I it looked d- like Yuya and fucking Ren Narita were going to be like slapping each other's faces off. Yeah, dude. It was really good. And you know what? Like, It was my first time really paying attention to Kevin Knight. And he's like... Dude, the elevation, the elevation on this dude is like crazy, right? Like he's got, I I like Kevin Knight a lot. I'm, I'm starting to warm to DKC. Like I thought he was kind of a dork the first few times I saw him. I'm really starting to warm to him. Like, yeah, he, he's, he's, uh, he's growing on me as well. But Kevin Knight, man, that guy's got it, man. Yeah. He's He's going to be awesome. He's going to be really awesome. I'm, I'm hoping that Fred Yehi by, being in with the young lions, maybe they're looking at bringing him in, letting, letting him train with Shibata a bit. He's great. He's really good on the mat, man. And, uh, you know, if they could get him over, you know, into the, into the dojo system, I'd be into it. Yeah. I'd be really into it. Absolutely. Do you think that shooter's ready to come home? Yes. Is is shooter the complete package? He's done. He's cooked. I, I, I don't know if he's like complete package, but I think he's about as ready as you get without then just putting in the reps at, you know, in New Japan. Like, I think he, I think he's ready to rock and roll, man. Yeah, I think I think shooters shooters completely baked. Like he's, he's ready he's, to go. He's better fucking baked than Wato was. You know what I'm saying? That's like, for fucking sure. Yeah, exactly. Wato hadn't even he'd been in the oven. Like he, <laughs> he was still raw dough. Kind of still is. So. Yeah. Mm. He's getting there. Yeah. He'll get there eventually. I, I And I think uh, with the right presentation, the right video, the right story and stuff like that, he, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's get him going. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, next up was the MLW National Open Weight Championship match. Mm-hmm. Rocky Romero versus Davey Richards. Davey Richards rolls up Romero in 11 minutes and 29 seconds to retain the MLW National Open Weight Championship. I really like seeing an MLW title being defended on a New Japan show. Um, MLW is a cool, uh, it's a cool little fed. I, I, I like a lot of the dudes there. Um, that's, you know, where I, the first place I saw Tom Lawler uh, when he started wrestling. It's the first place I saw Jacob Fatu, like Contra, Contra Unit, about that life. I like it like it a lot. So more MLW for me is good. Yep, absolutely. Let's talk about my boy Cruel, Mads Kruger, doing some strong stuff. That would be sick. They would love it. him in Japan. Imagine Cruel yeah, in fucking Karakuro. Oh, God. The, they'd be running from him. He, he's they, been announced be for running Australia. From him. He's been announced for Australia. He's coming to the tour in October that I'm going to. And I awesome. cannot be more excited. Get him, get him to do a live shot, like uh, for for faces and feels. Take your take your live setup with you. I am I am going to take my podcast setup. I don't know how much time I can kind of rip from people. You know what I mean? Like while they're on the other side of the world, sort of traveling and and doing stuff. But I have talked to a couple of the guys, and we are going to do stuff. So 
Awesome. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take my Fucking sweet, dude. Luckily, Road sent me that hot new like uh, Roadcaster bag to like carry my mm-hmm. unit with. So that's going to be awesome. I haven't done a social media blast on that yet because I've been waiting for some stuff. So, but yeah, that that's going to be hot. It. I'm very excited to do it, and I've got time too because when we're over there, the shows happen, and then Amy and her friend have like work conference for like three days. So I'm just going to be hanging out in Melbourne like solo. So. I'll probably just be drinking with Joel Bateman, I imagine. But if when we're not doing that, maybe I can do <laughs> do something. So, who who else who else lives in Melbourne? Does anybody like? I mean, Melbourne's what second biggest city in Australia? Yeah, if not the biggest. Yeah, exactly. It's it's right up there for sure. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Somebody's somebody's going to be over there, willing to take you out on the town. I'm sure of it. Oh, surely. I, I hopefully. I mean, if not, I'm very capable of entertaining myself. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there'll be plenty to do. And I know, like, all those guys, you know what I mean? Like, the, that are coming over for it. There's going to be lots of my friends from the USA going to be there. So I'm sure I'll be able to schedule people in as well as my friends from DMDU and things like that. So, I don't know, yeah, I'll try and Dig get it. some interviews in the bank and some different stuff like that. So it'll be cool. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, anyway, about this match, I didn't super care. Um, I th- I think it's really cool that they did an MLW title. You'd have to think that that relationship is probably due to Tom Lawler. You know, he was a very big part of MLW, so he's obviously breaking down bridges and making that happen. Uh, I don't particularly care about Davy Richards. Um, oh man, I love Davy Richards. I was a huge fan of the Wolves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think I'm probably a little bit tainted because I missed all that, and then you hear all the rumors about him just being a dickhead. Uh, and so it makes me not really like give a fuck about him. But I thought the match was fine. Um, I didn't actually catch the end of it because the chicken arrived, and I had to go get it. Oh. And Travis was like, uh, "They hugged, and it was all fine." And I went, "Okay, cool." <laughs> yep. uh, so the next match, the strong open weight championship, Fred Rosser defeats Big Damo, the Beast from Belfast, in 13 minutes and one second with an Emerald Flosion. Mm. Big shout out to. Misawa there, so that's pretty cool. Um, what do you think of Fred Rosser as champion on Strong? I like it. I think I think he, after all the rivalry and stuff that him and Tom had, it sort of had to be him, right? Like after doing all that stuff and overcoming everything. Um, are you seeing a long run for Rosser or or what? I was thinking about that today. I I was rewatching the show. Um, I, I was just chilling out like i had some time in between recording with the smart foundation mm-hmm. before my wife got home and i was like i'm gonna rewatch music city uh-huh. and um i was thinking about that i was like well they're talking about it was like 370 days that lawler was strong open weight championship he had or strong open weight champion he had like nine or ten defenses mm-hmm. i was like is it better to have a baby face chasing the belt you know than than to have them actually holding it for a long time yeah and I don't see Rosser going heel anytime soon. He's he's a, like a very likable dude. He's got a very cool story, and it's nice to see him win. But maybe one or two defenses, maybe like so he's already got one under his belt. Let's have like one or two more defenses. Have him drop it and then possibly chase it again. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Do you want to do you, you want to see Filthy Tom with it again, or are you ready for Filthy Tom to be in Japan like, no. as much? Filthy as Tom can 
yeah, I think Filthy Tom's having a good time in Japan, and I think he's going to be more of a mainstay in Japan from now on. I think he's really um, made the most of his time. Like, he's over in Japan. So I could see them wanting him there, too. For sure. You know who I think could... Uh, he's been on Strong before. Someone who they would like to shore up the relationship with a little bit. Um, what about, like, a Brody King? Be cool. I mean, a, a program between Brody King and Fred Rosser would be awesome. I know he's an AEW guy, but we've had AEW, uh, New Japan belts on AEW before. I mean, yeah, Moxley had it for ages, you know what I mean, back and forth. There's no yep. reason why not. That would be really cool, actually. I, th- I, I dig that idea. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't hate it at all. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, next up Because I, was... I feel like, oh, real quick, I, I think you if you have, like, some kind of monster or somebody take it off Rosser, you can then have a look at which strong-made guy you want to be the champion. Like, is does Clark come back and does Clark take it off some monster? You know what I mean? Like, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, a guy that they're not going to have necessarily full-time in Japan just yet and turn around and put something like that on him would be pretty awesome, I think. Yeah, definitely. I mean... Maybe, and we got it. We should probably mention this while we're at it. Maybe someone like a Carl Fredericks comes back, and you know, he uh, comes back as a bad guy, and maybe he takes it. Right? From, you from you Fred saying uh, Fredericks' uh, stuff is a work? You don't think he's really done with New Japan? Is that what you saying? I hope so, man. If it's if if he's gone from New Japan, it's a fucking it's a loss. It's a loss. Carl Fredericks has he's a five tool player. The dude has something, and. You know, like, I know it's next man up. New Japan doesn't give a shit. Like, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. But, like, it sucks because I really like Carl Fredericks. And I, when they started strong, I thought it was going to be the, the, the Carl Fredericks project. This is how we get him over, you know, before we take him back to Japan when this whole thing is done. And it just didn't turn out to be like that. They did it. They did really good with Clark on strong. They did really good with Ren on strong. They haven't really they didn't really showcase him enough yeah. and I get it, mm-hmm. but like I want, I want to see Carl Fredericks and it fucking sucks, man. Yeah. It really sucks. Mm-hmm. Carl, if you're listening and I know you are, you're a big fan. <laughs> um, sort It's a that. fucking loss without you, man. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking loss. Mm-hmm. It sucks. But I, I would love to see Carl come back. Maybe like with a heel persona and, and you know, surprise Rosser and fucking take the belt from him. It would be, be cool. it would be a cool angle, and it would also be like, you know, wrestling needs to do smart things like that. Use social media. Everybody thinks they know what's going on. Use it to work people, and then create surprises. That that's what you do. But that literally yeah. just happened with Juice saying he was going to retire. I know, and so I mean, some people might some people might go, "Oh, he's just doing what Juice did." But I mean, who cares? Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. All right. Uh, next match, Hiromu Takahashi versus Blake Christian. 13 minutes and 59 seconds. Hiromu goes over with a time bomb, too. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. I think this was probably my match that I had. Uh, I, I was really impressed with Blake Christian. I've I like I kind of hand-waved him before. But, um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. It was, man. It was really cool. They got cooking and, and never really stopped. I think... Uh... If he's still available, you could see Blake Christian being a best of the Super Juniors next year, for sure. He was in the he was in the um, Super J Cup 
last time they had it with that ELP one. Oh, really? Uh, and that's that's where I saw him before, and I was like, eh, I don't know about this guy. He's got goofy hair and stuff like that. And then, like, now so today, uh, watching it again, I was like, you know what? No, he's fucking good. He's really good. He's one of those so, guys who, unfortunately, no matter what the hairstyle, it's a little bit goofy. Yeah, those fucking redheads, huh? Yeah, I know. We've, we fucking suck. <laughs> My hair's been particularly <laughs> annoying lately. So... <laughs> getting long and unmanageable. Uh, next up was probably my other favorite match of the night, which was FTR and Alex Zane, mm. the sauce, the sauce boss. What's up, Alex Zane versus Aussie open and TJP mm -hmm. 14 minutes and 30 seconds. Kyle Fletcher pins Alex Zane with the Coriolis. Dude, this was fucking awesome. Like the, the, the feel of FTR in the new Japan ring was fucking it, dude. Like yeah, it was really I was cool. in it. It was really cool. They're, de they're definitely leading to something with them. I don't know if we'll see FTR in world tag league, but I could definitely see them at wrestle kingdom. Like, yeah. yeah. For real. Like, I would love to see, I, I'd love to see a bunch of AEW talent at wrestle kingdom this year. If we're, especially if we're doing two nights again, we'll um, you know, we've only had, we've only had Moxley and, uh, Jericho, I think are the only two that were under contract to AEW that have been in, in wrestle kingdom. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to see like FTR and maybe Archer again, if he's, you know, if he can work something from this G one into a, a match at wrestle kingdom, um, you know, there's, there's plenty of dudes who I would love to see. And FTR is definitely near the top of that list. Uh, Alex Zane, how much love are they putting on fucking Alex Zane? Like, yeah, he lost this match, but when you look at the place that he's at in this company, he comes in for best of super juniors. He gets super fucking over. He starts tweeting in Japanese. Like he, he knows who he's, who he's talking to. They put him in Kushida's return match, Kushida, him and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Now they've got this show in America and it's, I think he's from Kentucky, right? He's it, that's pretty close to to Nashville, so he's in his home area against two of the, you know, the I'd say the biggest new faction in New Japan. You've got you know United Empire. It's this huge faction Absolutely. now, and he's teaming with FTR, who are fucking megastars. Yeah, they are just leaning on Alex Zane, and I fucking love it. That dude, they put all their faith in him fantastic yeah exactly i did think considering alex got pinned and then you know kyle is like you know what happens when you beat the the tag team or whatever you get a title shot i'm like kind of didn't beat anybody man like <laughs> teacher what was it well now kyle pinned alex Zane. it's like but you didn't pin a member of ftr so i i think that's kind of thin but hey uh i did like though that like you know the charisma of, of uh dax is pretty magnetic and i love that Jesus Christ, they need to invest in better gear. Those mics were totally fucked. I love that he just got up on the thing and was just shouting, like, to the crowd. Yeah. Like, yeah, he just, he didn't give a fuck. Um, but those mics were on the piss, like, the entire time. And it's like, give me a call. I, I can hook you guys up with some good wirelesses. It's not going to be an issue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was, it does, it, that's that's the only complaint that I had about this was it still looked kind of rinky-dink. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? This could have been a really big show. There was some some hardcore talent on this show, and uh, they deserved a little bit of a better setup. I, I 
I don't know. I don't know. But I, I love this. I love the show. I tried to not think about the venue, not think about the fact that the crowd didn't look very big. It's in a place where you can't really expect, you know, 3000 people to show up in, in, you know, Nashville. I mean, maybe you can, but like, there was a lot of wrestling going on in Tennessee that, <laughs> that weekend. Yeah. So, uh, you know, whatever. I, th- I think that made the most of it. And I think the fans that were there were really hungry for it. And I think, I think that was really cool. That's true. Yeah. And that That's match true. was great. So, yeah. And like you say, positioning Alex Zane with FTR, <laughs> I mean, he doesn't look like he fits with them at all, but it doesn't matter because it just speaks more to his position in the, in the cut. Yeah. And I, I, congratulations to him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. If I could ask him one question, it would be, you know, like, how did it feel to have Hiroshi Tanahashi on your team? Yeah. <laughs> like, wh- what the fuck, man? Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Uh, next up was a 20 minute time limit match. Kushida versus Alex Shelley. It goes to a time limit draw. This was fucking it, dude. Yeah, it was so good. It's very impressive, wasn't it? I, I love Alex Shelley, the baby bear. I love Alex Shelley. He's been since since when when I first started watching TNA back in like 2003. Like Alex Shelley's always been there. I've always I've always loved seeing him wherever he pops up, whether it's TNA, New Japan. You know the 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 one match he did in WWE. I love the dude. Kushida's my fucking homeboy, and this was great. It was it was so good. They they are such good friends that they they know each other so well and they were able to get a wrapped 20 minutes an enraptured 20 minutes an apt 20 minutes out of uh out of this crowd that you know I'm sure they're used to watching um they're they're used to you know it's an american audience is used to watching american wrestling for the most part yeah so they they don't usually get a 20 minute you know draw classic between two dudes so it was probably pretty cool for them to see and I wish I could have seen it live. I think so. Do you think um, this time splitter stuff is is like them just resetting back to that and that we'll maybe see them together in New Japan? Or do you think this is just like a bit of, um, you know, nostalgia for now? Or do you think they're like leading somewhere with it, like Kushida turns on Alex Shelley or something like that? I was thinking about that, like... I like the idea of them coming back for one last hurrah, like maybe in like a super junior tag league or something like that. We, I mean, they need yeah. junior tag teams. Yes, absolutely. So I'd watch, I'd watch the time splitters versus, you know, TJP and, and, um, yeah, that'd be oh, Jesus. Akira. Akira. Uh, Francesco Akira. Thank you very much. I was like, Bucciare. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> That's not his fucking yeah, name. But yeah, there's, there's um, like plenty of cool, uh, junior tags that you could putting them in the mix would spice things up quite a bit. Definitely. And then maybe they fail and then you know, Alex Shelley's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And that's where Kushida fucking turns on him. Like yeah. run back the yo and show, I yeah. guess. And then the pro le- wrestling happens uh, from yeah, there. That's how they do it. Exactly. Right. Uh, finally, mm-hmm. the final match. And I'm going to ask you about this because I don't know death match like you do. John Moxley defeats El Desperado, Deathmatch Despy, 17 minutes and 20 seconds with a bulldog choke. This looked fucking fantastic. Deathmatch Despy is a thing for me. How does Moxley do in death matches? Is he like, 
like does he have a deathmatch pedigree like i know he's been in plenty mm-hmm. but uh, like is he a, is he a fucking pretender coming out there or is he like fucking doing it he nah he's not a pretender he he did the damn thing back in the day and he has done the the damn thing since you know what i mean it's a little yeah. bit pretendy on AEW TV uh, when they do that because they kind of can't really go all the way and there's a few things sort of, you know, dialed back, you know, like uh, a little bit rigged. Because okay, that's like all that. I've seen. So that's yeah. where I'm looking. I'm like, oh, this this seems like maybe he's just play acting. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's how it would feel on, yeah, on AEW TV a little bit. It's not quite as legit. This was pretty legit. You know, like for for the most part. I mean, they it wasn't a complete you know blood war kind of thing, but but they were doing they were doing the really, you know there's cut cans there, there's barbed wire, um, there's different things. The like cut that. cans was a new one for me. Yeah, that's I've it's never nasty. seen that before. So yeah, that's... it's nasty. Um, is it De- Despy's best death match? No, but I like a, you know him against Jun Kasai is absolutely fucking crazy. You know, with the the Despy. Um, split mask and and all that kind of stuff but it was still it's still nuts that like new japan are going yeah cool let's uh just headline this show with a death match like you know that would be both moxley and despy pushing for it you know and it was cool i i think it was cool i think everybody had like a really great time with it um and yeah i i feel like just now talking about i feel like i need to go watch it again and like, give it another once over. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and give it re- some real attention. As somebody that watches a lot of death matches, you know, I had Travis over and we were talking shit, you know, through it as we we're watching it, and I was enjoying it. But I can't yeah. tell you all the intricacies of the match because we were just like having fun, and just it was kind of on. You, know? you got to take off the the shorts glasses and put on your your faces and feels glasses exactly. and rewatch it, and just zoom in on it. But yeah, yeah. I think it was really cool and. John Moxley has said in interviews and stuff, he's like, deathmatch is where I'm at, it's where I'm from, and it's it's the kind of wrestling I enjoy most. And I love that he, just through force of will, is literally just carrying it into the mainstream at the moment, constantly any chance he gets. You know, he's just putting it in people's faces because he's like, fuck it, it's what I like. You know? <laughs> like yeah. And so he's just... Putting it everywhere. He's putting it on AEW. And he's, and he's a, yeah. yeah, he's a huge star. People want to pay to see him. If they're going to pay to see him, they're going to pay to see what he wants to do. Yeah, exactly. He's getting skewers in his forehead on the headlining match of a New Japan show. Like, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And I like those two together. I thought they were really good together. I'd like to see more of them kind of thing. You know. So there's, All right. There's so happening. next time we see Deathmatch Despy versus John Moxley. Gonryajima Island, Island Deathmatch Part Two, full forty-eight minute deathmatch. Here, yeah. we go. how long? Do, how long do deathmatches actually take? Like um, most, most like big matches, like normal, a big match. Normally, they can be pretty short. Though ICW No Holds Barred release um, the Iron Man stipulation uh, a year or so ago. John Wayne Murdoch and Oren Veidt had the first ever one hour long Iron Man deathmatch. Uh, I've listened to your podcast with Oren Veidt, right? Mm-hmm. You've had yeah. him on Faces and Fields before. Yeah, yeah. I've, awesome. I've had him on twice. Uh, he's he's awesome. Um, and yeah, he was really proud of that. And then John did another one not that long ago with Eric Ryan as well. So there's been two Iron Man death matches ever, which are like the longest death matches ever 
That's <laughs> that's fucking wild. Iron Man Deathmatch. Yeah. Um, the, the second one was a little bit more Eric Ryan's a mad heel. And so he was like, the story is that he's like wasting time at the start of the match and, and things like that. But Oren and John Wayne was just balls to the wall from start to finish for an hour. It was Shit. it was crazy yeah. in like a, a like junkyard behind a pawn shop. Like <laughs> I can send you the link. It's a it's a pretty impressive um, pretty impressive match. But yeah, normally they can be pretty fast, which is I think why I like them because like you know the how long they've got your attention span for is really fast, you know, like you watch an ICW No Holds Barred show and you're enraptured from start to finish because the match is just in, out, hard-hitting, no bullshit, things going on, people are doing stuff, Frankie's snoring, it's just like going crazy. <laughs> he is fucking snoring, the little pig. Um, see, my, my concern with Deathmatch is I'm watching it, and if I go to a show, the first match, they break out the light bulbs, uh-huh. they got a table wrapped in, you know, got a table wrapped in uh, barbed wire, uh-huh. And uh, that goes through. It's fucking wild, right? And then the second match starts, and they do the light tubes, and they got a table wrapped in barbed wire, and and then they go to the third match, and they got I they break out the light tubes, saying. and they see. Uh, and I, that I was, can be a problem with deathmatch shows, but the ones that do it well will stagger that stuff. So like, the, every match won't be the same, or they'll do stipulations. So for for example, one of my favorite deathmatch tournaments of all time was um, Tournament of Survival 666 from GCW. Happened a couple of years ago now. I think it was the one before the last one. And every single heat, like tournament match, had a different stipulation. So like one is uh, Tokyo Towers, which are huge light tube towers. And that's the only weapon that's in that match. One's One's a barbed wire boards match or whatever. And that's the only weapon that's in that match. And, you know, and then it builds up to the final, which then just has everything, and it's chaos, yeah. Um, then their most recent one, TOS 7, just it, there was no stipulation. So everything's just tubes, gussets, things, and they're all the same. And then you're like, oh, this is kind of, you know, it just, you, it, it doesn't do any service to the later matches or the headliner because nothing seems shocking or exciting or different, you know? Mm-hmm. And when okay. uh, ICW do it, they tend to sort of stagger out their matches. You know, the first couple will be kind of more hard-hitting. There'll maybe be a door. There'll be something like that, more like strong style. And then they'll go to the next one and there'll be, you know, maybe they introduce some barbed wire or maybe it's a, a few tubes or whatever. And, like, they'll build up the night, like, to the main event, which will be, you know, something crazy. Like when yeah. Joel recently so, like- defended his title, they had, like, eight foot light tubes like strapped to the, the ring rope. So it just looks like a castle of light tubes. You know, it was nuts. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to disrespect that because, you know, I'm, I'm going to sit here and watch a new Japan show where it's like Shingo and Ishii and then uh, Goto and evil. And, you know, like, and it's yeah. like we're watching these matches that are, yeah, yeah. so and it's I, also mean, your like, I, I can the watch the same thing the over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you can, but, Again, you could have every match have the same weapons. It's the quality of the wrestling within it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And the stories being told. If everybody's just throwing a few things around, not sticking anything in, not coming up with anything creative, then it's going to be boring. It doesn't matter how many tools you've got uh, to get it done. When it's awesome is when 
the show starts and it feels like you're not even supposed to be watching it. It's some outlaw underground shit and it feels like it's out of control. And then everything heats up more and more like as it goes. That's But that's a good wrestling show for anybody, you know? Like, yep. so, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we've done about all we can do for tonight. We have. What do you say we, uh, what do you say we hit the... Hit the dusty trail. Yep, exactly. Tell the people where to find you, Curtis. You can find me on all the social medias at LDestructo83. You can also find my other beautiful podcasts, the Throw and Dice podcast, where I talk about tabletop role-playing games, tabletop wargaming, that sort of thing, uh, D&D, um, 40K, that sort of stuff. Uh, and you can also find my other wrestling podcast the smart foundation podcast uh where my friends and i just wax lyrical about classic wrestling and uh, where can they find you man uh you can find me at the faces and feels podcast which is at faces feels cast on all social media uh if you if that little bit of deathmatch talk got you interested i have lots of interviews with deathmatch wrestlers in actually in about 12 minutes i'm going to be speaking to the one and only isaiah broner uh, and that review will be out in the next couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, we'll be doing lots of coverage coming up from from things from ICW No Holds Barred. Uh, the uh, Battle of the Tough Guys tournament is coming up. I'm teaming up with the great guys from Your Dose of Death from the Count Out Podcast Network to do a preview episode where we uh, do all our picks for the tournament. And then we go on their show after the tournament and review it all. And whoever wins the tipping, the others donate to a charity of their choice. So that's going to be super fun. We did that's it last great. year. Lauren and I had a great time doing it. Um, and then I've got, we've got like the Deathmatch Down Under Dream tournament coming up. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm going to be in Melbourne in October to see ICW No Holds Barred. Uh, on tour there they're doing four shows with the deathmatch down under crew and i get to meet all my friends which is cool so i'll have like correspondence from there and updates and podcasts and interviews and things like that as i try and put it all together and keep everything going um besides that if you want to check out okada shorts online you can check us out at okada shorts one word everywhere and for both of those you can also check out our link trees l i nktr.e slash facesfieldscast or slash okada shorts that's the truth and speaking of count out uh we can check out count out pod on the social medias if you want to uh, follow the lovely people who made this show possible also if you find the naive stupidity of us giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming and would like to give us gifts of money you could go to the count out pods patreon which has a $3 a month tier, a $5 a month tier, and a $10 a month tier, just to say thank you to us or, you know, uh, like your friend Lauren from Your Dose of Death, the gals from How to Talk to Your Friend About Pro Wrestling, and all the other great, wonderful wrestling shows that we have on the Count Out Podcasting Network. Not everyone has the money it takes to give us money, so if you don't have the money that it takes to give us money, we understand what you can do to help us out with the show is to rate subscribe like share listen or die <laughs> do, do you know the say <laughs> uh, rate and subscribe listen or die rate or subscribe listen, and like and share like and share rate and subscribe listen or die mm -hmm. these are the things you can do spread the word if you're all enjoying uh the Akata's podcast uh, Akata shorts podcast please 
Share it out there. Make sure people know. If you've got any friends that dig New Japan Pro Wrestling, let them know. And if you're liking the G-Wondering concept, let us know. It's something that we do. It takes up a lot of time. Uh, we put a lot of love into it because we love the G1 Climax and we love New Japan Pro Wrestling. And we hope you do too. Uh, if you never want to hear from it again, well, then keep that feedback to yourself because I don't really care what you think. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do care but I'll still do what I want because it's my podcast. Um, yes. And yeah, and thank you hey, for hey, listening, man. Quick. Thanks for giving us your time. We really do appreciate real it. Real quick, I want to say uh, thanks to Franco for reaching out. Franco uh, reached out a couple of a couple of days ago after our last episode mm -hmm. uh, just to say that he really enjoyed the talk about mental health and things like that. Oh, did he? Um, so yeah, what up, Franco? Oh, thank you. Uh, what up? And um, yeah, love you, man. Cool, to, cool exactly. to hear from you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for reaching out. And, yeah, if you ever need anything from us or you need to talk, we're always here. You can find us on social media very easily. So with that, oh. Curtis, I think we do the sign-off. We say the things and we get out of here. What do you reckon? Uh, I'm going to go to bed. All right. That's a great plan. I'm going to go speak to Isaiah. So I think you need another cup of coffee, I feel. Oh, I'm, I'm going to have another cup of coffee. He'll be waiting for that to be completed. So everybody out there, rate and subscribe. Listen or die. Keep it right. Keep it tight. And keep it what? Short. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon, as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the show. This has been a Count Out Podcast.